0: Episode, hopefully, of Handbook of Mortals, except for that we never know how long these are. So, how are you doing, James?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. With me, as always, is my equal host, Megan Griffin. Um, this week we have a short chapter, uh, Temperance, <laughs> uh, but there's apparently been some real world meat space action <laughs> by the author. So, so, why don't you tell me what that rascally scamp, Lanny Sarum,'s been up to now?
0: Sure. Well, while I was editing um, our last episode, I occasionally check the hashtags on things to see what's going on. And there is a an author, Ginny Trout, who has done something similar to what we're doing and goes, went through and read each chapter of uh, of this book. And um, I highly recommend it. it is, it's a hilarious read. I only did the chapters that we've read because I don't, want to steal any of her bits, Um, but on the chapter where Sophia nearly dies, um, there was a response, a comment from someone named Vegas Performer. I'm going to read the comment really quick. Actually, I work in a Vegas show on the Strip, and yes, this kind of stuff does happen. Automation? Automation. Automation. God, it is early. Automation is a fairly new thing last 15 years and doesn't work properly all the time. Also, performers in Cirque and Cirque-type shows get injured all the time. If you think an investigation of that kind would happen every time there was a serious injury, well, we would be doing that every day. This is why we get paid well. Most of us are athletes, a lot of us Olympic athletes, and we know what we signed up for. Injuries happen during the show all the time. We are doing crazy stuff, and it is dangerous, and that's why people pay a lot of money to see it. People get injured during the show, and you don't even know, and we keep going. We don't stop the show. <laughs> the only time someone fell to their death was uh, actually during CAW. During, during a actual performance in front of a audience. That is in all caps, and this is painful to read. i going to sit even. I think the show was back in a day or so. Accidents that happened during rehearsals that only lead to injuries and to injury and injury like this would even stop, wouldn't even stop the show that night. The show must go on, go one is a real, the show must go one is a real thing in our world. I've also fallen asleep in my theater before the doors. I find it odd that you tear apart something that you don't know. You never worked in a Vegas show. You admit that when you talk about falling asleep in the theater scene, yet you insist that's not how this works. Catwalks lead to platforms in these types of theaters. Perhaps she should have described it better since most of what you most of you wouldn't know this and I understand exactly what she's talking about. If I remember reading somewhere, she lived as, she lives in Vegas and works in entertainment. They say write what you know. Maybe the things she wrote are more rooted in reality than you know. I have also run into Carrot Top, not with Wayne Newton, though, in that very mall. I don't think this book is the greatest of all time, and I don't think I've ever heard Lanny compare her book to Thug. I find the story is overall fun, and while you want to run a fine-tooth comb over it, And while if you want to run a fine-tooth comb over it, you will find mistakes. You can do that with almost anything. Huge budget movies that cost over hundreds of millions of dollars have some errors. There are websites dedicated to finding them, though those websites are more like scavenger hunt fun types to find the error, not a tear someone apart the way you have engaged in here. All of you, really. I bet most of you are commenting and putting her and the book down and have never even put out a book. I wonder what she could say about your own book. Some of what Jenny says is funny, but if you were actually being objective here, you would point out the good stuff too. There is a lot of it, but your whole point is to bring someone and their art down as much as possible. And you are criticizing her for being some kind of bad person. You should really try checking your own moral compass here.
1: So, as always, the official handbook for handbook for mortals uh, stance is never read the comments. Um, So, (laughs) now, I have a couple of questions. First of all is, does Jenny Trout's read-through predate our podcast?
0: Uh, I think it a little bit. Not by much.
1: Damn it. Um, Not by much, but yes. So you bring this up. Now, do you think that this is... uh, do you think this is the author posting under a Oh, anonymous? It, is. it is. Okay. Citation um, needed.
0: So the uh, Jenny Trout, who owns the book or owns a website. Okay. Um so she takes this comment and makes a separate post. I knew from the moment I read, I have also run into Carrot Top that this Lanny Serum sock pup, this is a Lanny Serum sock puppet account. First of all, the authorial vo- voice is the same with which she wrote handbook for mortals. And I, I agree. There's a lot of, I say something, I say something again, I say it a third time. Um, but Tez, our awesome trout nation comment moderator, checked out the domain behind the commenter's email address Reader Village and found it registered to, and then here is the entire uh, and domain. The reading I don't know if you have ever like is it, it one of these. But the it is DNS actually, server. Yep, okay. and it is actually registered to Lanny Serum, and it goes to. Um, there's a related Twitter account, um, which is, I'll, I'll post a link to all of this. Um, which is entirely, every single comment is something about Handbook for Mortals.
1: Okay. So, I feel like we need to step our game up because <laughs> Lanny hasn't yelled at us, at us at all. Uh, also, Lanny, that's fantastically bad OPSEC. What you do is you go to a public library and you use a burner account. <laughs> It's real easy to not get tripped up by this sort of thing. So so yeah. um, I, 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 I won't be your social media person, but I will absolutely <laughs> help out with OPSEC in these matters. Um, either that or pay a bunch of people in Ukraine like $6 and they'll take care of it for you.
0: Yeah, it's not hard to hide your um, IP address at all.
1: So... Never be, never read the comments. And I think in the week since The Last Jedi, I will also say never be mad online. If you're a dude, (laughs) at least never be mad online. Because,
0: and if you're going to defend your work, research things to their fullest before you decide to use them, especially if it involves death at a Cirque du Soleil show where it is easily Google to prove you wrong on what you said.
1: Oh, so no one actually fell to their death at a Cirque du Soleil show.
0: Someone has fallen to their death. They did not open the next day. It was down for months, from what I understand. Oh, so, huh? Uh, I... It happened back in the nineties. Uh,
1: so my my experience with Cirque-style shows is limited to professional wrestling, and <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. Now we're 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 differentiating between highly choreographed physical spectacles. Um, All
0: I did was laugh. Okay. Okay. I did not make a comment. You were pre preemptively uh, assuming I'm going to insult.
1: All right. And those go wrong frequently. Uh, it helps that I typically go to see l- the lower budget wrestling shows, uh, which are not necessarily, I mean, no, I, I, I'm not seeing like fucking Steamboat Savage or anything like that. So it's, it's. The potential for botches is, is, are higher. And, you know, people have died in wrestling matches. <laughs> Owen Hart uh, famously fell to his death at doing a ring entrance. So it does happen uh, in, you know, venues there, the world over. But OSHA's
0: yeah. not going to let things bad happen to performers and then be like, oh, well, that's what you signed up for. So, yeah. Um, you know, looking back on it, the fact that Mac really just goes and smokes a cigarette and is like, "Oh well, she'll be okay and is not worried about his job at all. yeah, is telling, but uh, if this is your mentality of like, oh, the show must go on despite someone you know nearly dying, it makes sense. Well, they didn't
1: it, we also the the world of handbook for Mortals is also a world where, people fangirl over wayne newton and carrot top so there's there's a lot going on there (laughs) uh so my my goal is to have the author be mad at us by the time we finish our read through
0: Uh, (coughs) i i i like our odds Uh, (laughs) well i think this is a good chapter to start on because what the fuck did we read this week well we read temperance
1: uh which i have new and improved I not only have Promethea Volume 2, but I have the Alester Crowley Thoth Tarot deck (laughs) in the biggest size they sold, uh, because go big or go home. And I also had the Wickedest Man Alive's How-To Guide, which uh, is dry as dust. I flipped through it. Uh, The... The iambic pentameter of Alan Moore really pops a bit more. uh Also, Alan Moore isn't a rapist, so big ups to him on those two points. Hopefully,
0: uh, that's not going to come out now that you put it on the universe. You know, I,
1: for all that he is pathological in a lot of ways, in in the terms of different from the norms, he is. Absolutely not a creep in that way, in the slightest. So I am, I am optimistic. Uh, I will be heartbroken if either he or Grant Morrison uh, have any accusations leveled at him. Uh, on that note, though, fuck Max Landis. Uh, <laughs> God, uh, uh, that's another podcast. Uh, so this is in the Thoth tarot deck. Uh, temperance is known as art. Here is the original art.
0: Very nice. Take a picture of that. Maybe we'll actually start an Instagram.
1: Uh huh.
0: And a
1: hymn, a All right. Uh, I dons the word. The dark clouds part for Renaissance card fourteen art. Formerly temperance, she'll spill. Dream silver with the gold of will. Imagination tempered by, that part of us most wise, most high. Will and imagination tied, the keys to all success provide. Silver and gold, together bound, bring daydreams down to solid ground. This chemistry allowed man's fire to rise above the Dark Age mire. Is... In each work of art, each word of every song you ever heard. Science, art, and beauty rose anew like gods through skies of Sistine Blue. Man had survived the dark's dire test, and lights came on across the West. Consciousness flourished, reason thrived, civilization was revived. Let poets tell it and inspire. Let passion ring from every liar. Uh, So... There's a lot of alchemical significance in the uh, source text involving vitriol, the universal solvent, and everything like that, uh, which I'm not going to get into because I frankly haven't read the how-to guide that came with a tarot deck, let alone the actual softbound book. So I'm that's just a rabbit hole that I'm I will leave unexplored for now. Uh, so that's, that's, that's the tarot significance. Uh, <laughs> the chapter itself is a random dude shows up to get dunked on for 10 pages.
0: So not a random dude. We have actually technically met Drew before. Um, we went to his birthday party a few chapters ago where uh, Sophie hit on Mac. Um, I think he was just referred to as audio guy Drew. Um, where we met, uh, oh shit. It's not other Beth, but it's other someone else. (laughs) Um, Pam? I don't remember. Um, so yeah, we've technically met Drew. We all went to Drew's birthday party. I really like your hat. Oh, Aaron Um,
1: made it for me.
0: I figured as much. I really like it.
1: Um, there's also Dr. Who themed lining. Like the- Yeah, you can't see it because it's the fucking inside lining of in my hat. But... Oh,
0: gotcha, the inside lining. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so now, y- listeners, you will understand my confusion for saying that Drew was introduced solely to get dunked on. Because he's introduced in this chapter, and I use that verb specifically because... And an audio tech named Drew... Brief description of Drew, he was about as vanilla-looking as someone get, blah, 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 blah. Explanation of who Drew is, uh, where Drew is from, and everything like that. Now, were I a published author, and of course I am not, so more fool me. But were I a published author, and I were writing a scene... Uh, if, if I were writing a scene about characters going to a third party's birthday party, I would, in the birthday party, take a s- few paragraphs to establish whose birthday party it was.
0: So what is said about him back at his birthday party uh, is uh, several of the cast and crew gathered at McMullen's Bar for a birthday celebration for Drew, one of the audio guys. Drew from the audio department for the show is a pretty good audio tech Um, and then I know there's another, hang on.
1: I'll edit this. Do you think that this is like a person A and other person A where there are multiple Drews running around?
0: No, because, uh, it is specifically said several times that he is from the audio department. So unless the audio department holds two Drews, which like, I had an underwriting department that held an Andrew and a Drew, so it's not exactly out of the box mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, here we go he's nice and sometimes awkward but still generally liked so most everyone showed up to hang out that's okay. literally all that was said so then this chapter doesn't necessarily negate that but makes I, him I, worse <laughs> the, uh, uh, which is Unless you whole think to make him to go seem incredibly bland. Now, I don't know if Drew
1: continues to be a, a, a character in this, but a plausible explanation is that the two chapters were not edited together in any meaningful sense. When, when the birthday party chapter was written, right. it was all internally consistent. And then this chapter is written. And there's no continuity. There's no referencing the prior
0: chapter. Uh, This, I, I, my guess is that Lanny Serum does not write sequentially. um, Because there's a lot of times where it's like, cool, you're referencing something that comes later that you clearly wrote beforehand. Are you okay?
1: I'm, yeah, I'm trying to burp. Okay. Away from the microphone. No,
0: I mean, like, I can edit it out after the (laughs) fact. Thank you. I'm leaving that in now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I think you're right. She probably did send it chapter at a time, editing wise, because it's not the only thing in here or in this chapter alone where it's like, you've already referenced this somewhere else. And
1: I can understand why the three editing musketeers didn't catch it, because... If ever you wanted an example of the generic approach to character in this, I present to you the opening two lines of the chapter. (laughs) Tad, Mac, Cam, and Riley, along with Jackson and the whole band, Tom, Tim, Mike, Dave, and Damar, and an audio tech named Drew. Now, you take that phrasing you t- You take that chunk of text and you give it to any random person and they are going to tell you exactly two things Drew is an audio tech and everyone is white except for Damar <laughs> like it, yes. is, it is it is and 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 that's it I mean you could you could randomize them and it would convey exactly as much information so yep um, yeah uh, Drew is a corn-fed Mid- Midwesterner
0: from Iowa, I think. Is it Iowa? Uh, I don't remember. I know it does say where he's from, but he Yep, is... small town from... Uh, small town in Iowa. Okay. Um, he's about as vanilla-looking as someone can get with brown hair and brown eyes. Um, actually last night while recording a different podcast, we were talking about, uh how the love interest had red hair and then the next girlfriend had blonde hair and how it rarely ever seems that the main female lady, woman in a book has anything but, or never has brown hair. So, okay. then you go and read this and it says, you know, as vanilla as someone can get. So, adding insult to injury to brunettes. Now... (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think of a counterexample, and I'm coming up blank.
0: I mean, I already know at least one. I can name one YA book that has a brunette lead, but it's it's still very rare uh, in an amusing sense. My,
1: my question for you, considering that this book is Lanny Sarum wishing people into the cornfield over and over again, do you think that she was wronged by a dru in, in Space? I think so. Do you think that she perhaps was wronged by said Drew between writing the birthday chapter and this one?
0: Oh, that is a good point. Perhaps so.
1: Because...
0: Drew it, gets... Oh, yeah, it says that he tends to get picked on, but...
1: It's... Now, I and, and not only does it say that he tends to get picked on, you then have ten pages of people picking on him.
0: I was about to say, it almost comes off as bullying... Which maybe not. maybe that's just like how I read it this time around. I, you're not wrong uh
1: it's it's tricky because how people are written in this book, it's hard to say that drew is any more or less artful than right. any other person i I would. I would give Drew even odds in any sort of situation <laughs> where he had to interact with a human being from planet soul three or earth as you humans <laughs> refer to it.
0: So this chapter pretty much opens up where they're all kind of messing around with equipment. The band is talking about a rehearsal before a rehearsal. Uh, Damar got a new drum set. So the black guy does get to speak, which is cool. Um, Dw finally came through. No fucking clue who Dw is, but
1: like, uh, D W Griffith actually, the famous director of Birth of a Nation, uh, who traveled through time and decided to to um, join a band in Vegas.
0: There you go. I'm glad you knew the answer to that.
1: Yes, exactly. D W uh,
0: Griffith, C.S.
1: Lewis, like so many famous cameos in this book.
0: Uh, I also enjoy the again reminder that we're actually you know in a job, so don't take over time
1: um. I, oh yeah 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 yeah. that's right because they're they're talking about rehearsal and everything like that and they're mm-hmm. they're they are, they are they are they are a union third wave ska revival band
0: <laughs> um, sophie slash sophia because i'm not convinced that sophie's supposed to be a nickname and that this isn't just a typo that she goes back and forth between the two um but Sophie starts being a bitch Sophie again because apparently something's wrong with her mic. And uh, she keeps apparently getting shocked by it. Uh, Drew claims that she's wrong. Um, I don't know who I want to argue for in that discussion. So let's just move on from it. Um wireless. Then we get to the whole point of this chapter? What were you going to say?
1: Uh, no, no. Wireless mics are weird. And whenever you're walking around with electrical equipment strapped to yourself, there's a chance. Especially
0: when there's apparently a pool involved in the show. So, you know. Um, So, yeah. Then this entire chapter is summed up in one sentence. Uh... Let's see if you can figure out the sentence. If it's like mine, it's after two periods oh God go ahead go ahead go ahead okay um, Zayd walked by on her way to the main stage moving too quickly to notice the group of men who had stopped to stare at her
1: Wow <laughs> sorry I was actually I was actually... Past that i think hold on i'm, I'm trying to see the, the 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 oh yep Zayd walked by on the main stage yep there we go okay so
0: <laughs>
1: I, and then it's <sighs> yeah everyone just talks about zade for the for the rest of the chapter yeah
0: Drew goes on, God, that girl is beautiful. It's beyond that. There's There's something something unique unique and special about her.
1: That is something that... (sighs) It's beyond that. There is something unique and special about her. I am definitely not a serial killer. I'm also not going to say what I
0: find special and unique about her. Because, why? This is... (sighs) so I have to walk
1: a fine line here because I have, I have rallied to the author's defense more often than you in this podcast, because I can understand what <laughs> it's like to be lonely and to have fantasies of a fulfilling life.
0: I also I, understand I, this. I, Again, I think I, I, I said, I write supernatural fan fiction. Uh, when none right, happens. right,
1: right. It, it, and I think that, I think that, that Lanny Serum gets a bit dark side. Um, At times, because I would not necessarily resort to thinly veiled anonymous accounts to leap in to defend my own self-insertion fanfic. Uh, and, 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 And so I can understand the basic human desire of wanting people to go, you are unique and special. I do not think that that is really earned here at all. And it's creepy to have people say about passersby, that person is unique and special.
0: And then everyone gets super fucking alpha
1: about it.
0: So you are a man. Yep. Um, Thank you. I was hoping for confirmation there. Um, And outside of a strip club, have you ever had a situation where you're with a bunch of guys and you all stop to stare as a woman walks by?
1: inside of a strip cloud I haven't had that situation because it's you know we <laughs> th- th- I we all treat r- performers success or er, respectfully everyone's <laughs> everyone's trying to pay the bills folks um no because I am a I like it's I am not a gross person and so <laughs> I don't I mean, I also hang around with women for the most part. So it's rare that I'm hanging out with a bunch of dudes. Right. Uh, so we're having to go back to when I was in college. Um, I'm pretty sure. Which is sure
0: honestly I... the time it's going to happen if it's going to
1: happen. Right. So, you know, fucking 20 years ago, I might have done it. But, you know, 20 years ago, I had hopes and dreams. So a lot of things can change. 20 uh, years ago,
0: you were not in college, and I'm not the one aging you. This episode. Oh,
1: okay. I <laughs> uh, you you you're right. You're right. Nineteen. Oh my god. Uh, um, it's it's particularly since everyone has seen Zayd before. Yes. So I I, I, I don't really get the you know reaction.
0: Um, <laughs> I, if it would be one thing if they were like she changed her hair color. Right. Or so does. right. But it's
1: it's it's Aid and I'm sure that she is unique and special, so are we all unique and special? Uh, that's what my mother tells me at least. Right. And so okay. This is this is where it gets really 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 bizarre. Uh because this this whole chapter is written in slasher vision. Yes. Uh but we're getting more and more of the Zade slash Lanny voice in this uh it's 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 bleeding through the walls of reality are starting to break down because um uh, <laughs> To Drew, the question had been completely random, but it didn't feel that way at the moment to Mac. You know the Bible verse, the wicked flee where no man pursueth, which is Proverbs 28.1, by the way. In other words, when you are guilty, you think other people know, even when they don't. Mac was definitely getting defensive for no actual reason. That is Zade speaking. That is how, insofar as everyone speaks like Zade speaks and everyone thinks like Zade speaks and Zade speaks and thinks like Lanny Serum speaks, speaks and thanks right that paragraph in particular is written very much like the when when it is zade narrating events
0: yes and, and landy's room's not unique to that So I'll, I'll jump slightly to her defense because you're right i do most of the ragging um west wing Goss, uh gilmore girls i mean it's it's a fairly common thing in tvs right so, i, um, I But yes, no, I agree. Like if you're going to have or if you're going to attempt different viewpoints, you need to have distinct voices in books.
1: Right. Um, Um, And and yeah, like it's 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 a bunch of alpha male bullshit. Um, They are all baring their teeth at each other. And and David Attenborough could be narrating this right now.
0: (laughs) So Drew asks if she's single. Matt gets defensive. Yeah. and says, you know, she probably, I don't know, maybe she just doesn't like having her personal life around. Drew throws in a statement. When a girl is into a guy, she gushes about him. Now, I don't don't necessarily disagree because when a, a woman is into someone, odds are they are going to gush about that person. They are not going to gush to everyone. Like drew is not friends with Zayd, right so she's not going to randomly walk up and be like let me tell you all about mac and how amazing mac is and no like you have your friends that you do that to and you don't do it in public unless you're out drinking i guess
1: i don't know well so. the, the the issue is that zade has no friends who are not men interested in sleeping with or dating her
0: this is true
1: so she is to her credit not doing the queen bee thing where she does she gush is, about well not in this chapter at right, least okay. um where she does gush about person a to person B and it's it uh, that can be a very toxic dynamic and it is not an uncommon dynamic uh but that's not what's going on here um so Uh drew and mac and are having it out cam jumps in and Drew hasn't done anything wrong here. Drew's not no. done anything to, to to deserve this like round yeah. of everyone playing the dozens on him.
0: Yeah, essentially Drew goes, I wonder if she's seeing anybody. And Matt I goes, think, yeah. I don't know. Um. And then Drew goes, essentially, like, if she was, I think we'd all know. I think I'm going to ask her out. Matt goes, you're not her type, which, like. Drew gets defensive, understandably.
1: Because a dude doesn't say shit like that to another dude unless there's something else going on. No one, no one, if, if, if someone were to come up to me and say, oh, I'd like to ask so-and-so out, I would only say, I don't think you're her type if I wanted to be polite about saying you suck and she's not interested in you. Right. Um,
0: which drew does not deserve. Correct.
1: Uh, Cam joins the, the dozens. Um, well, tad joins first and then, and then Cam. Yep. Um, and then Jackson. Uh, So
0: wait, before we jump to Jackson, I legit thought Cam was gay. And like, I don't know. I don't know why, other than the fact that he's too pretty.
1: Yeah, like was this like a statistically speaking, someone in this social circle?
0: Someone has to be.
1: Uh, Yeah, I like. I I I'm I'm willing to believe there's there's homosexual gambling in the establishment of the fucking Las Vegas Cirque du Soleil performance scene.
0: I don't know. It's just like someone has to be. Why talk about him being the most beautiful person ever? And then being like, I don't want to date someone prettier than me and not have him be gay, I guess, was my train of thought. Like, he,
1: It would be much more interesting if he was like a bishy Queenie sort of thing.
0: Yeah, like, I guess in my mind, this is what I made camp to be. But yeah. Cam yeah, is yeah. apparently quite straight. Um, So whatever.
1: I just watched the uh, first movie adaptation of the Berserk Golden Age arc, uh, which is really good and everyone should watch it. And one of the characters there, uh, Griffith is drawn like how i imagine cam to be drawn uh so look up griffith g-r-i-f-f-i-t-h in berserk b-e-r-s-e-r-k and you'll get an idea okay um Uh, long uh, be shown in queenie sort um
0: uh, riley jumps in to try to defend drew which again proves that riley is just the hero of this book and then, yes, Jackson jumps in. Sir Jack. Okay. Jackson
1: has the grossest... I, I I say this as a single entendre enthusiast. I am a fucking surgeon of the single entendre. And Jackson says something that makes me go, Ugh, when he <laughs> says, yeah, I've been testing the waters a little. I definitely go swimming in that ocean. Jackson grinned wide and nodded, making his position very clear. First of all, Jackson, if you're going to do that shit, you need to shoot the finger guns. You gotta <laughs> shoot the finger guns. You can't just you can't just go like, you gotta go. It's 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 it's, it's the it's the little things, Jackson. Um, and, and and setting setting aside the grossness of the way our patriarchal culture privileges virginity in our female mates i (laughs) isn't comparing the act of sleeping with a woman to swimming in the ocean a bit odd It, it it's because okay what is the ocean the ocean is vast and deep and you know covers 60% of the earth's surface, etc etc. It is it is it is not a a it is not the metaphor that jumps to mind for the act of penetrative sex.
0: I agree. My counter argument is the cliche statement, uh, there are other fish in the sea.
1: Right. Or it's not uh, the size of the Well, okay, no, there we go. It's 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 not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. I mean like it's ocean as metaphor for penetrative sex is there. Yeah. And and Later on, they get to oh, she's the type of girl you marry, which ah.
0: which she's quite a catch. So throwing back in the fish, um, she's the kind of girl you want to marry, not just use to get laid. Jackson, you're an asshole. Um, not sure if I'm ready to give up my freedom just yet. So implying that like I don't know, Jackson is a tool. Um, yeah, I mean she'd I, be I, the girl I, to do it for. That's for sure. It's, uh. and then Mac gets all in a daze, and he's like, "You're right, Zeta is the kind of girl you marry." Let's call like this.
1: I'm in love with Paul. Wait, is it? <laughs> it is it? Is it? Clueless, like though no, it's Josh. R- Josh, I'm in love with Josh, yeah. played by Paul Rudd. Um,
0: yes, right. Who then you know looks if you watch that movie, which this that movie came out twenty years ago, I think this year. Um, has not aged a fucking day. Like, Yep. Ladies Love Paul Rudd is on break, but go listen to their backlog to get a ton of Paul Rudd talk. Indeed. Um,
1: now, they continued, Drew at some point just pieces out. He just says, yeah, fuck you, you he Fuck you guys, disacures. I'm going. Yeah, I, I, okay. Um, and I'm trying
0: to see if it's, you oh know? it's not stated. It's just like we switched to Mac Jacks, Jackson talking about Zade and Drew kind of disappears. Right. Cuz they
1: start talking about Drew in the third person, which I I again would be Right. in a in another author's hands would be a pointed way of showing how insignificant Drew is. Right. But I think she just forgot to say and then Drew fucked off and went home because Yeah. Cuz we don't
0: know what happens to Drew. Uh, then we get Tom trying to make a joke in a sig- insignificant chapter that could have been edited out entirely and or edited into other chapters. We get this joke that is entirely pointless. You know, that doors. Uh, you, oh, sorry. I know. You know, I always feel like there's some joke there. Oh, uh, fuck
1: that. So, Hold OK, on. let me
0: back up a little bit more. Guys, it's getting late. Everyone go finish your setups. Doors are in 20 minutes. Tom commented, You know, I always felt like there was some joke there. Mac responded, What do you mean? You know that doors being a saying about opening the doors to let patrons come in to see the show and the fact that the theater also gets called the house and there's a band called the doors. And now as someone who like frequently in conversations goes a placeholder here because there's definitely a joke. Like, I get that mentality. Like I, literally, like I. There are conversations where I'm just like, insert joke, or, <sighs> joke to be inserted later. Because like I get it. There are times when you're like, there is a joke here. I don't know it right now. It'll come. I just, I first
1: of all, I completely forgot that Tom was there. Uh, I I thought. You meant Tad at first. Oh, no, I I
0: agree. I had to read it three times to be like, Tom, not Tad.
1: Right. Uh, And I just kind of assume, yeah, I don't know. I just, there's a, for good or ill, I am becoming acclimated to this book. And (laughs) certain things that I would have remarked on in the early goings have faded into the background noise. Of you
0: cannot let that happen at that point. Then we're gonna be getting to the last chapter and going, This is great. No, 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 (laughs) I'm
1: not saying that. Um, we aren't even at the halfway point, point, by the way.
0: This is crazy. So we get yet another cliche. Jackson is an asshole. Like it just you're gonna ask her out, she's still fair game. And I like a challenge. Okay, cool. Women are property. We only exist for you to, you know, come and save us.
1: Cool. Um. And yeah, like Drew and, or uh, Mac and Jackson are both, like, Jackson is stating his intent to pursue Zade, which is referencing something that has happened in previous chapters, so there is a hint of continuity. Mac is protesting too much. You know, I don't date performers. Um, uh, and so then Mac and Jackson are setting up like some fucking ten things I hate about you thing where they're both trying oh not ten things I hate about you. She's all that. She's all that. Thank you. Yep. Um contest about who's gonna date Zade first. Um which is gross and you shouldn't do that.
0: Yep, I agree. So I guess then we have a change of scenery as we go to the employee dining room which is the second time we've gotten what edr stands for so as someone who really hates acronyms that are explained over and over i added a textbook a couple years ago and it became even more of a pet peeve where people would either use an acronym and not explain what it was use explain what it was going or say the thing, give the acronym and then continue to use both. And it's like exhausting, but we have already gotten what the employee dining room is. We find out more about the employee dining room this time, which is essentially free food for employees, which is a nice job perk for the record. I don't get free food at my place.
1: Um, Nor do I. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I do. Uh, Fridays, there's free breakfast.
0: Oh, really? That's really nice. I guess, like, our Atlanta office did donuts occasionally or, like, once a week. mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah, it's the craft services room, and the last bit of this is Tad shows up, um, gets Mac to admit that he has pants feelings for (laughs) Zade, and we find out that Sophie has been spreading rumors about Zaid which actually advances the plot. So
0: a little bit,
1: yeah. Um, I guess the 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 one thing that advances the meaningful conflict in this chapter is referred third hand in three lines at the end of the chapter. Yep. Uh, because Sophie spreading rumors about Zade, sets up a conflict, increases the stakes, um, has one character acting in meaningful opposition to another. Because neither Jackson nor Mac have done enough to differentiate themselves as characters. Uh, d- 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 because say what you will, uh, it, it, Twilight is a bad book. It is a poorly <laughs> written book. Edward and Jacob, you could tell them apart. Right and um whether you were I, I like team Edward or team Jacob whatever that was a meaningful distinction in terms of meaning, as meaningful as such a distinction could be made but neither mac nor jackson um like you know in, in twilight you had you well i prefer the the creepy stalker Well, I prefer the the patronizing
0: overprotective guy. Well, can you believe or did you ever believe we would get to the point where we would be like, Twilight, you ain't so bad.
1: Now, hold on here. You are you are you are misinterpreting my comment. Twilight
0: is as bad (laughs)
1: as people say it is.
0: I agree. But my point being like we went here is the bar. We have set the bar.
1: Yes. Okay. So. And so... now it
0: is going. Well, shit. <laughs> that yep. bar was like six bars ago. Yep. Pretty much. And because. It, I yeah. Agree. What's the difference between Mac and Jackson right now? There, One there is becomes, is a creepy stalker, and the other comes off as a bro dude that you know is looking to get laid. Um, and again, this chapter is what six pages something like that it's it's short as can be it's it's, it is um, entirely 10
1: pages in my book
0: um it's entirely to do three things show that mac and jackson have officially come to some kind of like we are both going after her Sophia is spreading rumors that Zayd is sleeping with cs um or well she's spreading rumors i don't think we actually know the rumors um
1: this is what I would have done. I would have... If you're going to insert a slasher vision chapter right here, have it focus on what Sophie is doing. Uh, have Sophie have conversations with other performers where she... it, it th- makes thinly-veiled statements implying certain things about right. Zade. And then have the people that Sophie talks to talk to other people and so on. So you can see that happening. Right. I don't think it's necessary to establish that Mac and Jackson are both going after Zaid that has already been established in the text. I think that unless you're doing a in the company of men thing, there is zero reason to have Mac and Jackson tell each other that we are both going to pursue Zaid
0: yep this chapter solely exists again for the one line
1: zade walks by and then
0: on her way to the main stage moving too quickly to notice the group of men who had all stopped to stare at her
1: well that's that for this chapter (laughs) at least (laughs) the Uh, next chapter
0: is called the hanged man
1: um which is another short one um yes I uh, know I have to figure out what's going to happen next. Ah, uh, gosh. Well, think
0: know. This about this for a second. Um, okay. I'm going to quickly insert to that we will probably not release an episode on the first, uh, given that it is Christmas New Year's week, um, and I'm traveling. So.
1: Okay. Cool. Um. um so yeah. <laughs> next. Set- you okay? You sound sick.
0: Uh, my nose just got stuffy. It's time for me to take Sudafed. I'm okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Um. Now, my-
0: Sinuses are a bitch. So.
1: All right. Um, next chapter, this one ends on such a wet fart, low energy point. Uh, uh it is entirely
0: a pointless chapter. Like it's, it's uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, you already made the prediction. She's all that's going to happen. So right. You so you so, least so, have that.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I could see a chapter where, uh it's a it's a montage scene of Mac and Jackson both going through their uh training on how best to snag Zade. Um And <laughs> maybe maybe Drew throws himself off a bridge or something like that. Um Poor Drew. I know, right?
0: Team Drew. Uh ooh. No, I'm not team Drew because Zade is not good enough for Drew. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um
1: so yeah, there we go. Um let's th- let's talk about stuff that's good. Let's let's end on a high note.
0: <laughs> um I'm going to go with something that I think is good and something that I th- I hope is good. How about that?
1: Okay. Uh start with the hope first.
0: Uh I just bought the book that I have this is a book that I've been waiting for. Um for basically a year, I think ago, it was announced. It is an anthology called Three Sides of a Heart.
1: Okay. It is
0: supposed to be an anthology of love triangle stories. And from what I understand, um, I under—I just got a look. So, you know, screw you. Um, okay. There's supposed to be some atypical love triangle stories. Um, and... From what I've gathered, I think there's at least one poly couple, so I'm hoping this is not. I have really high hopes that this is a a love triangle book to show that love triangles don't have to be boring cliches. Um, so yeah, that is what I'm hoping. Um, as for recommendations, the new season of Black Mirror starts. December 29th so I recommend going and watching old episodes of Black Mirror because it is fucking amazing
1: or or read the Toast article where Mallory Ortberg lead uh, runs through plausible Black Mirror scenarios that is also uh, a good
0: choice there's also another anthology that I'm going to buy um, that was recommended for Black Mirror fans that if give me one second Children I'll- of the New World so, okay. That is something else I will be reading. So, James, what is something good in your life right now?
1: Um, real quick on the Black Mirror point. Uh if all, any of you listeners haven't seen it, type in halo top robot commercial because that says basically about as much um on the nature or of the relationship between humans and technology as Black Mirror does, and uh, you can watch it in 30 seconds, and...
0: You act like you did not enjoy the episode of Black Mirror. I oh,
1: no! It was, it, like, the that, that Black Mirror episode was a, was a perfectly decent horror movie. I thought it was, you know, well done. I also think that mallory ortberg has the 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 truth of it where she says what if phones but too much because that's <laughs> that that's you know the sum of all feels I, I, I can't remember the other things from that article but i i feel that the the nature of the relationship between humans and technology is something worth exploring and i think that the 30 second halo top commercial does as good a job of it as any episode of black mirror um except for like like, what if lesbians feel bad about themselves in cyberspace? Whatever that episode was, San Junipero. It, it, that's not
0: what the episode is. Did, like, I, I did you I not ha- watch that episode?
1: No, I no I haven't. So maybe that's great. But like, I know it's about like people uploading their feelings to cyberspace or something like that. It I is
0: know. uploading yourself to a database for when you're getting ready to die.
1: Okay, so that, that. you
0: continue to live on.
1: All right, so so I would say that that is probably more nuanced than emotionally than the thirty second Halo top commercial. Um, should I no, do Children actually...
0: of the World an audiobook or ebook? You should. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I suppose physical copy is, is 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 off the table.
0: Um, I'm not going to get any library books and take them with me to Atlanta. That is a risk of Megan loses library book in Atlanta. So okay,
1: okay. Um, ebook then.
0: That's what I did. All
1: right. Um, I am going to recommend a... This is tricky. I just finished reading relatively recently The Changing Light at Sandover by James Merrill, which is interesting, (laughs) but not necessarily a recommend. Uh, You
0: watch so many movies and... Oh, that's what I was going to
1: recommend. I was going to recommend... uh, Hold on. Puella Maggi... Madoka Magica. uh, Which is... uh, If you search for Madoka, M-A-D-O-K-A online, you're going to find it. Uh, It is a deconstruction of the magical girl genre. It is gorgeously animated. You can find the movie, quote-unquote, which is two parts, and it's just the episodes of the TV series edited together on Netflix. Uh, It's worth watching. You only need to be passingly familiar with the genre tropes of magical girl anime to get what's going on. Uh, there, there are no specific quotes or anything like that, uh, that you need to be aware of. So it's not like, Oh, well, you know, this is a reference to magical night, Ray earth and blah, 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 blah. It's, it is, it is just, you need to be aware of how a magical girl story works to understand what, Madoka is commenting on uh so you can watch the whole thing in about three to four hours I think uh in two parts it's worth it it's super cool the battle sequences are great there are some moments that I will not spoil because to even speak about why they are significant would be a spoiler in and of itself so um Madoka that's watch that
0: I'm going to also, again, promote Ginny Trout's website and uh, her infinitely hilarious discussions of this book as well. Um, read along with me and don't read ahead and don't stop listening to us because she's amazing, but uh, it is a good side note. Um, and yeah. Um
1: if you want to get at us, particularly if you are Lanny Sarum, you can.
0: <laughs> We're on Twitter and Facebook at Handbook Podcast. Um, perhaps we will start doing an Instagram where we upload these uh, tarot cards that James and I both have. Um,
1: I think Michelle has a tarot themed Instagram account, so we could just link to that, too. Um, probably.
0: um I thought that was just her regular one. but
1: Me. I, I, but in any case, um, I can also be found at Over the Tabletop, Over the Tabletop podcast, two-player board games with my partner and my cat. Um, type Over the Tabletop into various search engines. You'll find us. Where can they find you, Megan?
0: I uh, host two other podcasts, uh, Judging Book Covers podcast and Fable Euless Retellings podcast. Uh, Fable U.S. Retallings had a new episode last week where we discussed our top 10 books of 2017. Uh, that is the last episode for the year. We'll mm-hmm. be back in 2018 with our new season. Um, Judging Book Covers just released an episode um, on Vicious by Victoria Schwab, which is the first time I actually got to pick the book we were reading. Uh, and I had back on Emily Bennett and Ollie Brady, and they were fantastic. The episode um is less than two hours, but I think we talked for four or five. So always great to have them on. Um, there's also a lot of discussion on YA versus adult. So uh it is entirely um, a James argument episode. <laughs> <laughs> um I am also it is the end of the year. Uh every year even when I am not updating my blog on the regular uh, which will be a New Year's resolution. I do upload a kind of end of year summary where I go over the books that I've read, um, which ones I loved, which ones I didn't, which ones were surprising. And it's kind of a way to keep me in check of like, hey, am I reading too much YA? Am I reading too much, too many comic books? Um, and vice versa. So that'll go up in the next week. Um, because I fly tomorrow, so, uh, there's a good chance I can read four books, or I can sleep the entire time on the plane. So, um, you can find my blog at meggriffin.com, that's M-E-G-G-G-R-I-F-F-I-N.
1: Okay. Well, see ya after the holidays, folks. Have safe travel holiday stuff. Um, keep circulating the tapes. Uh, We'll be back on
0: January 8th.
1: Indeed, uh, unless
0: our- unless our author does something just so wonderfully stupid that we have to talk.
1: indeed. <laughs> uh, until next time, I remain from my Sims James Debroker. and I am
0: Megan Griffin and Be- uh, sorry seeing you.